The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by Unity.org. Discover the transformative power of inner voice, a tarot deck of affirmations. Explore your true self, seek guidance, and find empowerment through ancient wisdom and modern insight. To learn more, visit go.unity.org forward slash tarot. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're in Chicago, we'd love to have you come and worship with us at 11901 South Ashland Avenue and check us out at 1030 a.m. every Sunday morning. Also, we live stream our Sunday morning service at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. Join us, log on, and join us and worship with us. And, again, when you're in town or if you ever come to Chicago, make sure that you stop on by. We'd love to love you up. Now, today I'm beginning a new series based upon the book by Charles Fillmore titled Prosperity. Now, this book was written a while ago. You know, the articles, I believe, were originally written during the Great Depression of the 20th century and published in 1936, I believe. And the book is a classic. Matter of fact, as I was um, preparing for this show, I realized something that I realized many years ago. The revelation came back, or the realization, rather that many of the prosperity and self-help books can be can if you read this book you can really realize that they got the information from this book maybe not directly but maybe indirectly cuz somebody borrowed who then somebody else borrowed then somebody else borrowed if you go back far enough you'll discover that a lot of the core prosperity self-help pros, uh, abundance books really flow out of Charles Fillmore's classic unity book so today i'm going to be talking about what is prosperity and i'll be teaching from the foreword and the first chapter of the book i'm going to teach each chapter of the book week by week so if you have the book obviously make sure that you get it read along you won't have to guess which chapter will be taught next all you got to do is oh we're in this chapter this week okay that means next week we're going to do this so please make sure that you give yourself an opportunity to really take advantage of me basically doing an online class. You can call in and ask questions. Obviously, when you desire, the number to call in to the show is 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Because what I want to do with this series is the same thing I did with Lessons in Truth, the last series that I did, to make available to anyone, anywhere, a core understanding of the basic fundamentals of new thought. 
So that's why I taught lessons of truth because in the unity movement and in the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the organization that ordained me, it is really important that lessons and truth is used as a foundational book to allow people to have something they can build on. So now we're going to talk about building a consciousness of prosperity. So if you have people in your churches or friends or family members who you think could benefit from this, let them know about it. Um, Copy and paste the link from the page. I believe it's even a share button that you can use. Uh, put it on your Facebook and your Twitter pages or, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you can put this on Instagram. You know, you can put my picture, then you can put it on Instagram with a link. I don't know. But anyway, haha. But the main thing is that we need to get the word out because prosperity is something that all people desire in one way or another. And prosperity is different things to different people. My point is, let us make sure that we understand the basic foundational principles of prosperity so we can go out and live a transformed life. Because, again, the name of this show is Truth Transforms. So just as Jesus stated, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We're trying to have freedom. And for me, prosperity is freedom. Now, we can talk about a whole bunch of other things, which I'm going to get into as far as definitions in a moment. But I want you just to to sit with the possibility that prosperity is freedom. Freedom. See, many times we make choices in life based upon what we think are the options. And sometimes the options or the options we see are limited, which means we're not really making a choice. We're really making a resigned decision. In other words, these are my options. Let me choose the best one out of it. Instead of really working with the desire that God has placed in your heart. So when you're free, you can choose to do what you want, which I'm going to deal with momentarily now before we get into the book i wanted to just cover a couple of quick definitions on prosperity because the name of the book is prosperity but i want to make sure that i cover a couple of baseline definitions first what is prosperity according to charles fillmore you can look this definition up in the revealing word which is the dictionary of metaphysical terms it is the consciousness of god as the abundant everywhere present resource, unfailing, ready for all who open themselves to it through faith. I'm going to read that again. The consciousness of God as the abundant, everywhere present resource, unfailing, ready for all who open themselves to it through faith. So the first key out of this definition is consciousness. Because consciousness is how we think, how we feel, what we believe, our awareness. You know, so how I think and feel about God, how I think, feel, and believe about God, what I am aware of about God as the abundant, everywhere present resource, unfailing, ready for all who open themselves to it through faith. So in other words, right at the core of prosperity is how we think can't get past that how we think how we see life what we think is possible for us the consciousness of god the how i think feel and believe about god as the abundant everywhere present resource So at the level that I think of God as my abundant, everywhere present resource is at the level that God can express in my experience as prosperity. How do I do that? I open myself up to it because it says it's ready, but I open myself up to it through faith. And faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. So through my ability to see it spiritually and form and shape it spiritually, I can bring prosperity into my life. Also, prosperity is a rich state of mind. 
It includes money, health, fun, peace of mind, and success. A rich state of mind. Now, it includes all of these things because it's different things to different people. A person who does not have the finances to accomplish what they desire, prosperity is money. For a person whose body is not functioning in the way that they want, when their body is functioning at, at an optimal level or not not maybe in its current state, that's prosperity. Someone once said health is wealth. For some, prosperity is fun. They have money, they have health, but they're so busy they don't actually have fun. They don't enjoy what they have. For some, prosperity is peace of mind. In other words, they have all the different things, but you know, you read about this with the um sometimes with with rock stars and you know and and actors and actresses and, and famous you know, people who live public lives, that they have what the world says you should have, but they don't have peace. So peace of mind is prosperity. Success. What does that mean? Success just means accomplishing what you set out to do. So when you have a goal and you accomplish it, that's success. That's prosperity. Now, when we understand that when you put all of that in with prosperity is a rich state of mind that means that you have the ability to think a certain way that has that has the world occur to you a certain way which means that you are attracting experiences a certain way and causing experiences to happen a certain way which causes you to think feel act and do things a certain way so in other words, you you live from your prosperity consciousness and everything you do, or you live from a poverty consciousness from everything you do, but it's the same mind. All right, moving on. Raymond Charles Barker, a famous New Thought author, wrote, prosperity is the circulation of money in my world. Prosperity is the circulation of of money in my world. Now, for him, circulation just meant that it is it. I, I utilize it; it comes back. You know, I can remember Reverend Knight used to say the never word for money was spend. He never used the word spend. He only used the word circulate because he said spend means to get rid of and never get back. Circulate means I put it out and it comes back to me. Raymond Charles Barker. Um, uh, was famous for saying money is God in action. Matter of fact, he has a pamphlet called Money is God in Action that I highly recommend. It's not a lot of little pamphlet booklet. And he basically gives his core ideas in that book. It's fantastic booklet rather. Prosperity, another definition for prosperity. Prosperity is being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. This goes back to freedom. Prosperity is being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So in other words, when I'm making decisions based upon what I don't have, I'm not free. Okay. You you know, you want to do things that you enjoy. You want to take the vacations. You want to be able to have the things that you desire for you or your family. And you can't do it based upon what you don't have physically in the bank account and or whatever. And obviously you shouldn't go try to get something, um, you know, that you don't have many actually this creates in times crime because people try to get things that they don't have in consciousness and in manifestation, they try to get it another way illegally, but that's not the point of this show. What I'm trying to get across today is freedom, freedom. The ability to think that God is my infinite source of supply. That God's good doesn't run out. Prosperity. Money, prosperity, abundance is God's idea of circulation in my life. In my life. See, Prosperity can exist, but unless it's in your life, it's not real to you. 
See, you can't go to the store. You can't go to Walmart and Target or whatever. Uh, you know, for those who are listening outside of the United States, those are stores. You can't go to the store and go to aisle one and pick up 16 ounces of prosperity. But you can't also can't go and pick up poverty because they're not things. It's the idea, it's the consciousness behind the thing. So when you get that, you're not dealing with a thing, you're dealing with a state of mind. And we're going to get in how this state of mind works with what we call universal substance when we after we come from our first break. But I want to drill down, drill down, drill down in you that prosperity is a rich state of mind that includes money, health, fun, peace of mind, and success. It's the circulation of money in your world. It is being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Now, what that says is simply this. You have situations and experiences and responsibilities that have to be handled, like most adults. But I'm sure there are people who you would love to be able to help them experience prosperity, their decisions about kids in school, about livelihood, places where you might want to live, you might want to move, experiences that you want to have, people that you want to bless, charities and churches you want to give to to help support programs and et cetera. And to do all of those things, you have to have prosperity. See, what's important is the realization that it begins in the mind always begins in the mind. You can't go forward from there. Now, when you realize that, then you are empowered to be cause for every effect in your life. In other words, Taking responsibility to be the ruler of your own experience. Now, obviously, God in you is in charge and the government is upon God's shoulders. But God, as the possibility of your experience, Jesus said, well, God, all things are possible, means nothing until you, through consciousness, bring the the infinite possibilities and attributes of God into expression. So just quickly before we take this first break, again, I want to remind you that you could call in to, at 888-558-6489. I would love to hear from you. 888-558-6489. Also, Please let me remind you that this show and all of the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations, your love offerings, your tithes, your financial gifts. Please make sure that you support this ministry physically by donating and supporting the show. You are allowing other people to be blessed immensely by being a stand for the transformation of human consciousness. That's what this show does, and that's what the other shows on this uh, Unity Online Radio do. So please make sure you support it. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? 
Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance, and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I am covering or teaching from the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, basically talking about how do we develop a prosperity consciousness. And during this series, as I stated earlier in the show, I'm going to be teaching it for the next several months because it's 12 chapters in the book. So obviously that'll cover a little time. So I'm going to teach you chapter by chapter. So make sure that you pull out your book, Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. If you don't have the book, it's available for download to to your tablets, to your laptops, to your smartphones. Um, I'm sure it's even out there floating free somewhere for those who, you know, want to do that. Um, all you got to do is Google Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. And believe me, you'll have hundreds of options. It's a classic book. And I want you to be able to follow along with me and read ahead. So if you have the book, uh, pull it out. And if you don't have the book, make sure that you get it. I'm requesting that everyone who listens to this show, whether live or by download, get the book Prosperity. If it is free, there is no reason why you can't get it. And if you want a physical book, go into a bookstore and order it or go on Amazon.com and order it. But there's no reason why you can't get it. If you can access this show online, you can access the book Prosperity. So even though I don't know who's listening right now or who will be listening down the line, whether this is tonight when the show is downloaded to the website or a couple of years from now where somebody might be listening to this, I'm requesting that you either purchase the book or go online for free and download it to your uh, digital device and follow along. And read ahead. If I'm teaching it week by week, you never have to guess what will be taught the following week. All right. Now, again, if you would like to call in and ask me a question or make a comment, you can call in at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Eight, nine. Now, we're going to get into the book now, and we're going to the foreword because we have a lot of stuff to cover now. But I don't want you to stop that to stop you from calling in. Anyway, the first in the foreword, Mr. Fillmore states, it is perfectly logical to assume that a wise and competent creator will provide for the needs of his creatures in their various stages of growth. The supply will be given as required and as the necessary effort for its appropriation was made by the creature. Now, I want to stop right there. 
the supply would be given as required and as the necessary effort for its appropriation was made by the creature. In other words, there's a demand, then there's supply. There's not supply and demand, it's demand and supply. All right. Then it says, temporal needs will be met by temporal things, mental things of like character, and spiritual needs by spiritual elements. Stopping again, which means that like attracts like, and and whatever it is that you seek to be met is met at the level of the need. Physical needs are met at physical needs. Mental needs are met at mental needs. I mean, at the mental level, spiritual things are met at the spiritual level. Then he goes on to say, for simplification of distribution, all would be composed of one primal spiritual substance, which under proper direction could be transformed into all products at the will of the operator. Now, what does that mean? In other words, there's one primal substance, which we'll get into a little bit after I get out of the foreword. There's one primal spiritual substance or original spiritual substance, which under proper direction can be transformed into all products at the will of the operator. Now, it is, in other words, it is no thing, so it can be anything. It is the idea behind the thing that can be formed and shaped into being anything. It's pure possibility. It's pure potentiality. He goes on to say, the father has provided a universal seed substance that responds with magical power to the active mind of man. Faith in the increasing capacity of this seed substance, rather wrapped in visible, visible husk or latent invisible electrical units, always rewards man with the fruits of his labor. Now, Fillmore always wrestled with language because he didn't have quantum physics and all those other things. So he would always try to create language like invisible electrical units because he didn't understand. He didn't have access to some of the information we have today. Basically, what he's saying is, as you have faith in this seed substance and this primal substance in this no thing that could be anything in the idea behind form, your faith in it expresses in your life. And and you could and visible husk means whether it's in manifestation now or it's in the invisible on the invisible side of life and yet to be manifested. It's still the same substance. So whether whether the the the, the chair you might be sitting in right now, you know, is physical, but there's an idea of chair that shows up as different various kinds of chairs. You know, you can have chairs with back, you know, with extra back rest on wheels, on four legs, on three legs, etc. But it's still the idea of chair. So there's the idea of a thing and then there's the thing. Now, moving on. He states in the foreword. Jesus taught man how to excuse me. Jesus taught man how by the exercise of his mind, he can make that life obey him. He's talking about this infinite life of God, this expression of universal substance. Then he says, instead of a universe of blind mechanical forces, Jesus showed the universe to be persuaded and directed by intelligence. I want you to get that. Instead of a universe of blind mechanical forces, in other words, uh, everything is just kind of doing its own thing. And, you know, we don't have any control or any power over our lives because random stuff can just happen and there's nothing we can do about it. Jesus didn't teach that. What he taught was the universe can be persuaded and directed by intelligence. In other words, know how. When you understand a thing, Emmett Fox once wrote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So Mr. Fillmore goes on to say in the last paragraph of the foreword, what we need to realize above all else is that God has provided for the most minute needs of our daily life. And that if we lack anything, it is because we have not used our mind in making the right contact with the supermind and the cosmic ray that automatically flows from it. Again, big talk. What he's saying is we haven't made contact with this Christ consciousness, this Christ awareness that's within us. 
and the activity of that consciousness that flows into our lives when we make contact with it. Simple. So in other words, as we go up in consciousness, we create uh, a new spiritual context. See, that's what Jesus was trying to teach people. And maybe one day I'll do a series on the parables of Jesus because the parables of Jesus were about creating a new context for living. See, in other words, you have your way of thinking and feeling and believing and seeing life. He called that uh, this world. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. In other words, my kingdom, my new state of awareness is not of this human conditioned pretense or context or paradigm. So, so in other words, to look at life spiritually is not to look at life the way the conditioned human being looks at it. And to look at prosperity spiritually is not the way the conditioned human being thinks about it. And I keep saying conditioned human being because we've been taught to think a certain way just by being in society. So, what is substance? Let's deal with chapter one. Spiritual substance, the fundamental basis of the universe. Now, right on page nine, it states, divine mind is the one and only reality. That's the first key point. Divine mind is the one and only reality. Now, when we start talking about one and only reality from a metaphysical standpoint, we use the word reality differently than it is used in common vernacular. In common vernacular, when you say reality or real, normally you're talking about something that's physical. In New Thought, we would call that matter. In other words, using the old scientific terms, that which is in physical existence. Some people use the term reality to to denote keeping it real, like TV reality shows. In other words, they're not scripted, supposedly. And... When we use the word metaphysically, we're talking about that which is permanent, eternal, unchangeable. Two totally different concepts. So so when Fillmore says divine mind, which is another way of saying God, God in the capacity or understanding of a universal mind and intelligence that governs uh, the universe through ideas. He's saying divine mind is the one and only reality. He's saying God is that which is permanent, eternal, unchangeable, enduring. Now, that's good to know because if everything else is changing. You got to know at least something you can count on. So I, I can't speak for him because obviously I'm not him, but he also uses the term divine mind instead of God because we don't have a concept of divine mind. We can't image that in mind. So what it does is it frees us to create a new context. See, when we say God is the only reality, then we got these beliefs about what we think God is or who we think God is. When we say divine mind is the only reality, we don't know what to do with that. Okay, now that forces you to create something new because you can't put that in your old box. It goes on to say, well, let me read this definition first about substance. This is not in the book. This is from the revealing word. Substance is the divine idea of the underlying reality of all things. The divine idea of the underlying reality of all things. So when he says divine idea, it means the idea that has its origin in God. So This idea is the underlying reality of all things. It's that which is behind physical physical and what we would call non-material substance or, or things. Let me put it that way. So. In, in in science, they'll talk about the God particle. You know, if you go down past the subatomic level, they believe that there's a basic reality. They, they can't figure out exactly what it is and what it means that keeps everything invisible manifestation together. They call it the God particle. The point of it is this. 
I believe that they're discovering what the metaphysicians have called substance in a standpoint of obviously they'll never be able to get a complete handle on it because it's non-material and you can't use physical tools to to gather information completely on non-physical things in other words we just don't have the handle on that yet but what it's saying is this substance is no thing so it can be all things it is pure potential it is possibility it is God as mind essence or the essence of that which stands under all things substance is the fundamental element of the universe so again, God is no thing or substance is no thing, so it can be all things or anything needed in, the, in your experience. What does possible mean? Possible, because Jesus said with God all things are possible. Possible means a person or thing that has the potential to become or do something. So you can't limit possibility. You can't limit Potential. It can be anything, but it's no thing. That's substance. The substance, uh, omnipresent substance. What it says, omnipresent substance, is God is omnipresent. The substance as possibility and potential is everywhere equally present. So in any situation and circumstance, there is the potential for a new possibility to be created in that experience when you realize that the goodness of God is everywhere equally present. So, Mr. Fillmore says on page 12 that this inexhaustible mind substance is available at all times and in all places to those who have learned to lay hold of it in consciousness. Again, we're talking about the mind, how we think, how we feel, what we believe, and then what we say. He goes on to say the simplest, shortest, and most direct way of doing this was explained when Jesus said, Whosoever shall not doubt in his heart, meaning subconscious mind, feeling nature, what we believe, but shall believe that what he saith come to pass, he shall have it. In other words, now the key word is that he who does not doubt in his heart. In other words, this has to be the way you think, feel, and believe. He goes on to say on page 13. The spiritual substance from which comes all visible wealth is never depleted. It is right with you at, excuse me, it is right with you all the time and responds to your faith in it and your demands on it. I'm going to read that again. It is right with you all the time and responds to your faith in it and your demands on it. What type of demand are we putting on it? What type of faith do we have in it? Th that everywhere equally present is the provision of God. That we can create the possibility for prosperity in our experience right here and right now. That we can create something new in our experience right here and right now. It says, he goes on to say, it is not affected by ignorant talk of hard times. Though we are affected because our thoughts and words govern our demonstration. So even though God is infinite potential, God is infinite possibility in our experience, our ignorant it God isn't affected by our thoughts of lack, but we are. That's important to remember. God isn't affected by our thoughts of lack, but we are. If I think I can, I'm right. If I think I can't, I'm right. Because consciousness is what I am. Consciousness is what I am. We're coming up on the second break or the last break for the show. And I want to again give you an opportunity to call in if you so desire. The number is 888-558-6489. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, and I'm on page 13 currently. I want to continue where I left off. He goes on to say, the unfailing resource is always ready to give. It has no choice in the matter. It must give, for that is its nature. Pour your living words of faith into the omnipresent substance, and you will be prospered, though all the banks in the world's, excuse me, world close their doors. Turn the great energy of your thinking toward plenty ideas, and you will have plenty regardless of what men about you are saying or doing. So in other words, he's saying pour your faith, put your thinking on the ideas of plenty, and you'll be prospered even though other people might be experiencing other things around you in your community and et cetera, because prosperity is a rich state of mind. So there's always somebody making money, even in what we call the, 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 the most challenging experiences. Even when the country went, the United States went through what it went through a couple of years back and it's still, you know, factually, you know, coming out of as far as jobs and, resources from uh, 2008 uh, but it was still people making money in those times always now I'm I, honestly I must admit some folks I'm sure were making some things unethically but we can't control what another person uh, puts into cause and effect for their own experience in other words you know what went along with that et cetera, et cetera. but what we can do is control what we do and recognize that no matter what, even if a door closes, a job closes, a business closes, you know, et cetera, that God as prosperity can shows up as the ability to create new experiences in our lives, new prosperous experiences that 
helps us realize that the job, the business, the spouse, the parent, the real estate, the investments or whatever are channels. God and God alone is the source. As the film goes on to say that God is substance. But if by this statement we mean that God is matter, a thing of time or condition, then we should say that God is substanceless. God is not confined to that form of substance which we term matter. God is the intangible essence of that which man has formed into a name matter. Matter is a mental limitation of that divine substance whose violent and inherent character is manifest in all life expression. So basically what he's saying is God is not a thing or a person. God is the infinite universal divine life and activity, energy. And I'm not talking about physical energy, by the way. I'm talking about divine activity and energy that stands under what we call physical things, physical energy, physical form, uh, whether that be money, whether that be homes, whether it's your body, whether that's the shoes you have on your feet. They all come from the same primal substance. He goes on to say God substance may be conceived as God energy or spirit light. Then he goes on to say, this is beautiful on page 14. Spirit is not matter. Spirit is not a, is not person. In order to perceive the essence of being, capital B, we must drop from our mind all thoughts that God is in any way circumscribed or has any limitations that we associate with things or persons having form or shape. In other words, when we say get rid of the limitations that we associate with things of persons having form or shape. We're saying anything that has forms or shape has limits. Automatically, the moment you say that's a man, you're saying that's not a female. The moment you say that's a dog, it's not a cat. The moment you say that that's a key, it's not a door. So it's important to realize that anything in and of itself has in form has is here to perform the function that it is only. But God is not limited to the function of what's showing up in your life right now. See, this is why we, he says God is not person because people have ways that they deal with you. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down, sometimes they like you, sometimes they don't, sometimes they're giving, sometimes they're withholding. That's not how God is because God is not a person. So you don't have to try to figure God out. God, as universal law, works the same way. He goes on to say, God's substance not, God is substance, not matter, because matter is form, while God is the formless. God's substance lies back of matter and form. It is the basis of all form, yet does not enter into any form as a finality. He goes on to say, substance cannot be seen, touched, tasted, or smelled, yet it is more substantial than matter, for it is the only substantiality in the universe. Its nature is to substand or stand under or behind matter as its support and only reality. In other words, you cannot work with spiritual substance through your five senses. The five senses are were created to work only at the three-dimensional level of life. You have to use higher faculties of mind. He goes on to say, substance is given form in the mind, and it becomes manifest as it goes through a threefold activity. In laying hold of substance and mind and bringing it into manifestation, we play an important part. We do it according to our decree. He quotes Job, thou shalt decree a thing and that shall be established unto thee. So he goes on to say, we are always decreeing, sometimes consciously, often unconsciously, and with every thought and word, we are increasing or diminishing the threefold activity of substance. The resulting manifestation conforms to our thought as a man thinketh within himself so is he so what are you decreeing in your life with your thought and word that conversation that's going on in your head uh, when, when, when you're not talking but it's playing like a tape recorder 
Moving on. On page 18, or 17, excuse me, Fillmore also drills down a really powerful thought. He says, every thought of personal possession must be dropped out of mind before man can come into the realization of invisible supply. So in other words, you're here to utilize and enjoy everything, but you don't own anything. It all belongs to God. It's all God. And because it's all God, you get to play with all the toys. You've got a big old chest, and you get to go to the chest and pull it all out. Now, why is that important? Because when you realize that, that it's God's, then you have access. If your personal self who has a finite amount of money currently or things and et cetera might say, well, there's no way I can attain that. But it's not based upon what you know alone. It's based upon what's possible in God and what you're willing through faith and action to bring in the manifestation. He says on page 18, it is the mind that believes in personal possession that limits the full idea. God's, God's world is a world of results that sequentially follow demands. So he's talking about divine law and how divine law works in your experience. Then he says on page 22, something is very powerful. He says, the spiritual substance is steadfast and in and immovable, enduring. It does not fluctuate with market reports. It does not decrease in hard times nor increase in good times. It cannot be hoarded away to cause deficiency in supply and a higher price. It cannot be exhausted and doors to meet the needs of privation. It is the ever same constant abundant free circulating and available. Now, he gives an affirmation to start the process off for us. And the affirmation is this. I am strong, immovable spirit substance. I am strong, immovable spirit substance. I want you to just try that on. Then he goes on to say, this will open the door of your mind to an inflow of substance filled ideas as they come. Use them freely. Do not hesitate or doubt that they will bring results. They are God's ideas given to you in answer to your prayer and in order to supply your need. They are substance, intelligent, loving, eager to manifest themselves to meet your need. Then he goes on to say something that I want to really close the show with with these last couple of minutes. She said, he says, God is the source of a mighty stream of substance, and you are the tributary of that stream, a channel of expression. Here's the point. Blessing the substance increases its flow. If your money supply is low or your purse seems empty, take it in your hands and bless it. In other words, bless your wallet, bless your checkbook. Bless even the bills and thank God as the bills come in instead of stressing. Thank God the moment you get it. Thank you, God, for the divine substance to to meet the demand. He goes on to say, see it filled with living substance ready to become manifest. As you prepare your meals, bless the food with the thought of spiritual substance. When you dress, bless your garments and realize that you are being constantly clothed with God's substance. Do not center your thoughts on yourself, your interests, your gains or losses, but realize the universal nature of substance. The more conscious you become of the presence and live of the living substance, the more it will manifest for you and the richer will be the common good of all. So I'm requesting that everyone who's listening to this show just practice it for a week. Whatever money you have in your wallet or your purse. Take it, even if it's a penny, even if it's a nickel, bless it and affirm, I am strong, immovable spiritual substance. Thank you, God, for divine substance and supply. And just pray it as you prepare your food. Bless your food before you eat it. Bless it. When you're putting it on your clothes, bless it. Go to your closet. Lay your hands on the different clothes or in front of your closet and bless the clothes that you have. Go around and bless the the couch, the TV, even if it's a couch or TV or bed you don't want right now, I want you to bless it. Blessing the substance increases the flow. 
If it, 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 it bless whatever you want to see a transformation in for this week and week alone, whenever you hear this show, bless it, bless it. But definitely take whatever you have. Bless your bills. Bless your wallet. Bless your purse. Bless your checkbook. Bless the statement. Bless, bless, bless. And then you see for yourself how you feel and how your consciousness will shift. I've run out of time, so I have to end here. I'm asking you to take on the challenge to stop blessing things in your life. We'll be back with you next week, and we'll be teaching lesson two out of the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. the saying a good deed is its own reward well moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward it will also reward you with vibrant health boundless energy an easy way to keep your weight where you want it and according to yogis and unity's co-founder charles fillmore even give a boost to your spiritual life on main street vegan the radio program named for the popular book Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, 
your inner voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.